So I've come up with something ridiculous this week, Shardin. Uh, as I like to begin all episodes with something ridiculous that's happened to me. And it was inspired by you and our 20-minute socially distanced conversation that we had on Good Friday. Yes, because we were in the same location. We were in the same location for the first time since Christmas. It was incredibly exciting. So, essentially, I've decided to leave myself alone. What does that mean? I mean, no one else can see the eyebrow raise, but... So I was saying that a week or so ago I was having a conversation with another friend and with that friend I'd said to her that I'd gone off myself a little bit. Oh, okay. As in... As in sexually. I'm not really aroused by myself right now. (laughs) So I've gone off myself a little bit, which, you know, is a dire situation to be in when you're single and live alone. You kind of need to keep, keep the excitement going. So I've decided, inspired by the conversation that we had last week, that I'm going to take a little break and then I'm going to have an evening where I romance myself. Oh. Oh. Why are you giving me a gross face? Masturbation is healthy. What are you doing? I think that's why nice. Just... It's not not nice, but why can't you always look after yourself? Well, no, why, I why do look to... after myself, but I'm getting bored of I'm myself. Of... So you're going at the bum bum? No, no. I'm just... Okay. Th- no, why would you go straight to anal? What is wrong with you? <laughs> If I say I'm romancing myself, you think, right, she's shoving a finger up her no, own arsehole. You, you said you were bored, and that's quite common. Yes, like because a... you get in a routine, right? You of, get in of a masturbating. Routine. Yes, because you know what works. So you just do the same thing every single time, and because it gives you the quickest results. Right? <laughs> so I, can, I can get it down in about six minutes. It's unbelievable. That's you know, impressive. With or without visual aids. Six aids. minutes? Yeah. Wow. And this is not saying I'm bored of myself. So I've taken some time off. I'm I'm nearly a week down. And I think next weekend I'm going to run a bath and I'll light some candles. Going to play some Enya in the background. (laughs) Get a mood going. And I'm going to surprise myself. Not with anal, but just, you know, maybe I'll try a new technique. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. But I've decided... To romance can himself. I, like, all, all power to you. Please, can I, like, make you a playlist? I can't allow you to play Enya. <laughs> Enya is not romantic. Yeah, but it's it's relaxing, isn't it? Well, then, if not Enya, what is the ideal masturbation playlist? Yeah, according to you, Sheldon, what are you saying? What If you were to pick one song off the top of your head right now that you were going to pleasure yourself to... What's it going to be? <laughs> That's not the way my head works, but I think of like a sexy song. And the sexiest song I can think of off the top of my head. I'm looking at Spotify because I can't remember the name of the artist. Um, That's someone uh, who does not masturbate often. Yeah, go on. Because I, I don't have a masturbation playlist. Well, no one has a masturbation playlist, but I can still tell you what I think is a really sexy song. I do. I do have a masturbation playlist. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Right, come on then. I'll get the phone. This is so exciting. I'm surprised that you don't. Well, usually I just watch porn and that that has its own music. Do you know what I mean? Sure. But like, it depends on what mood you're in. The song I was thinking of, by the way, is uh, Air, Sexy Boy. Sexy Boy. It's a sexy song. <laughs> That's no. basically like every early 2000 <laughs> teen movie when they're like 
hot guy takes his top off or something. Sexy boy. Orbit Prince. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. What was... You said you haven't had a masturbation playlist. Here. I do. Some, some I, so the first one is S&M. With... <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. energetic. Yeah, I mean, okay, so were you using this... Uh, just just to get the logistics of it, are you mm. using this playlist as a tempo marker? Like, do you have it set out in tempo of song? Or are you just putting it on shuffle and just letting the cards fall where they lay? I just feel like going straight in the first track of the day, SNM, is very full on that. Yeah. No, 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 come on! And it's like, oh God, oh God, I just woke up. I like, actually think on. that would make me lose my arousal if I had, you know, Rihanna giving me a, a, a sick beat that early on in the, uh, in the pleasure period. I, do, I feel like very much she's supporting you. In the motion. She's she's there for you. <laughs> Rihanna's in your corner. Yeah, but okay, so but what are you doing at this? So as Sean and Pitt, na 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 come up boom 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 na 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 come up boom 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 What are you doing with that? What No, we don't need to <laughs> No, I mean Logistically. Like, Are you using that as a tempo advisor or are you using the lyrics to get you in the mood? I, I guess it's more of like a lyrical thing, because otherwise if you're really as you say <laughs> doing things to the beat then yeah that that might be tricky if the next song that comes on is very very different have you got another i do you this one isn't as it's not as mainstream um it's um (laughs) every now and then like you hear a song you're like oh add that to the list Do that, but with like driving or the gym. Yes. Oh, same. Yeah. But I just have a. I'm gonna have to an extra list. I do need to apologise off the bat actually today because I'm I'm not very well. I've got no. like a got a cold that I caught from my mother, and. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I've just felt like a dog's ass all week, and so I've got a lem sip where you've got your wine. Um, so as if this podcast wasn't audio vomit enough already. <laughs> now, now you get my um, my sniffing and uh, coughing. And it's quite get... remarkable, really, because I don't think anybody's had a cold for a year. I know, I know, right? But I got the one. You got the one. <laughs> The one. The one. Right, should we do our intro? Yes, let's. Let's do that. Righty-ho. Welcome to Misery Loves Company. The podcast dedicated to those moments in life so tragic, so embarrassing, so pathetic, so frustrating, that the only solace is that they make a good story. We are your hosts, Chardon. And Freude. And today is very exciting. Like, I'm actually buzzing. I've got my wine. I'm so prepped because we have our very first guest. Okay. I'm just pitching my excitement so you all got it. Guest. It's good. I think the people three houses down got it as well. So that's oh, all fine. Would you like to introduce yourself, guest? Hello. Wait. I'm very excited to be here. Thanks. My name is, um, we're going to go with Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Now, do you want to explain why you came up with Ellen and why you didn't go for other names that potentially were on offer? Sure, sure. Well, I I had a peruse um, 
on Google Translate because I obviously <laughs> speak no languages other than English and Elvish. Um, and <laughs> common, amazing, yeah. Um, and yes, it's um, German for misery. You know, on on topic. Yeah, I'm on probably brand. absolutely not saying it right. Yeah. Oh, probably. Um, but yeah, as, as it's the idea of, you know, putting yourself out there, letting people know what you're really like with just that one mm. name. So it's just missing off, um, missing off the B, really. Which yes. we need to make sure you didn't name yourself mm. for fear that the multitude of fans would think that you were potentially a previous conquest of mine. Yes, yes. Just, just to avoid that. Yeah. yeah, avoidance of Dan. I have not slept with Ellen. Um, I don't think I, I really needed to make that statement, but just in case. <laughs> it's always good to, to clarify. Yeah, yeah get the land yeah. of land early on. Ellen is somebody I knew we would have to have on the podcast as soon as we pitched <laughs> the idea. Because you're just an extraordinary human and you just have <laughs> an absolute talent. For somebody who I consider anyway to be quite an intelligent and uh, forward-thinking person. Wow. Just get yourself into the silliest fucking situations more than anybody else I've ever known. <laughs> well, I I feel as though it's never really my fault. <laughs> just like No, I'm not having another one of these. I'm sorry. <laughs> blame where blame is due. I gave Chardon her time last week and... I've got to tell you, I was disappointed it was a cop-out. I always you... take full responsibility. So you need to take responsibility for your actions, Ellen. Even if they weren't your fault, you still put yourself in a position where it happened. I feel Don't like you. with your sto- with your stories, most mostly they start with a situation that isn't your fault. And then the way you deal with them. <laughs> that's Yeah, that's fair. Perhaps. Yeah. yeah. That, that's a fair so, comment. So this week the structure is going to be a little bit different. Obviously, before we've we've kind of picked a subject and we've we've spoken on that subject, but to kind of keep it a little bit fresh and also a surprise for me, this is definitely a story I've not heard before. We're just going to let Ellen tell his story and just let the chaos unfurl from there. Really, I think I yeah. think that's a good way to approach things today. Sure. Yeah. If you were happy to go first, Ellen. Of course. Um... So yeah, I've I've chosen <laughs> this tale from the <laughs> the myriad of misfortune that has. Let happened me just to me. sip like, my wine in preparation. <laughs> like I mean, make no mistake. Like somebody was saying to me, "Oh yeah, Ellen can go through all these stories," and I'm like, "No, no, no, he can have one story." <laughs> yeah. Because we 100 percent need to milk him for further episodes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So although today is a doozy, there's more in the can, I feel. Oh, there's, there's always more in the can. There's more terrible, terrible things that have happened to me. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> but this is one that has very much um, reared its head a few times where I've told this story to people that I didn't think I would ever see again. <laughs> <laughs> and then they just... Ever. They've become members of my life, and it's just oh, you now know this about me, and yeah. this is it's awful. And I also, for two weeks after it happened, told nobody because it was <laughs> so mortifying. But and I, then you decided to change track and tell everybody. <laughs> well, I thought I had to because it was just, it was so unbelievably ridiculous. 
I mean, I'm suckered in. Let's just, let's go. <laughs> okay. Less of the preamble. Let's get into the meat of the story. We're done with the foreplay. Yeah, I feel like no. you're just like, I'm just going to really set this out that I'm not a terrible person. <laughs> no. Tell me everything Listen, right we've, now. We've just been talking about the beauty of romancing yourself and stuff. You can't launch straight into something like this. No, no, no. But the romancing was the foreplay. I'm ready. I'm oh, good to go. <laughs> this is a quickie in my mind. If we're making sexual comparisons. This is oh a quickie. No, it's a spit a... on it and go. Come on, no, let's do this. This no, story not. does not belong with those phrases. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, stop, stop teasing me. Give me all okay. the details. Okay, settle in. It's a tale of woe. I'm so settled. You see how settled I am. You are. You're very comfy. Um. So, I finished work one day. And all day, I'd been not feeling great. I'd had oh, just sort of... Say you shit yourself. Oh, I'd had God. a stomach cramp that just didn't sit right. And um, I just wasn't happy with life. But work finished, and I thought, right, that's fine. I just need to get on the bus, go home. It was a half-hour bus ride. And then I, it could just be done. So I'm waiting at the bus stop. And the bus is due in a couple of minutes. It's a busy bus stop. You know, it's that time of day, like five o'clock, many, many people there. And my stomach was in so much pain. I cannot express how uncomfortable I was. So I thought maybe I just need to fart. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's just some trapped wind <laughs> that needs to peek its way out of my life. And then I'll, I'll get more time back on the clock. Um, It wasn't a fart. I... I shat myself. <laughs> um, at that point, I could not tell how much, but I knew it was enough. And <laughs> as as the bus was rounding the corner towards me, could you me, start to smell it yet? Like, no, not not feel, yet. Could you just feel there was the solid matter had passed, but you weren't quite sure of less of the solid. Oh, God. But, um... but, okay, but it was, it was more solid than air. <laughs> yes, yes. It like, was... it was not air that passed. So, it was but not gaseous. Just, just to, like, you know, benchmark it. We weren't sure of quantity, smell, or what it looked like from behind. As of yet, no. Okay, no. great. Go on, um... continue. <laughs> so the bus had just rounded the corner and was coming towards me, and I thought, I can't get on the bus. <laughs> it's a good 30 minutes... I need to deal with this. <laughs> and there was a big shopping centre across the road from me. I, I won't say their name for fear <laughs> of besmirching <laughs> them. I um, I waddled my way across the road. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to keep everything where it was. <laughs> what underpants are you wearing? Um, they were they were quite nice actually, like boxer briefs. But so were, were they talking... like were they at least tight fitting on the thigh? Yes. Um, I at that <laughs> point felt as though whatever had left me <laughs> had not left you. the pants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was it was in the toe. <laughs> <laughs> so um, oh, yes, I made my way into the shopping center, into the the loos. Um, and there was a there was a cleaner in there with one of those big, big, big industrial mops, you know, the long rectangle ones. And he gave me a wave and, you know, it's polite. Oh, hello. 
went into the cubicle, um, pulled my trousers down, pulled my pants down, and there was indeed content. <laughs> so I, I kind of carefully got each leg out the pant and put them on the floor and sat down <gasps> on the loo to, you know, finish my business. As I sat on the toilet, the mop came no, under the door. No, don't say it. No, it no. caught hold of the pants <laughs> no. and pulled them out of the cubicle. <laughs> and I'm sat there on the toilet. Just there was nothing I could do. I just said, "No," and it, they were gone. Um, there was silence. The mopping stopped, <laughs> and I sat there on the toilet for maybe twenty minutes. It was a lot. I'd lost all feeling in my legs. Oh my trousers goodness. still on the floor. Um, so eventually, I, I sorted myself out, got my trousers back on, came out the loo. The cleaner was gone. The pants were gone. And I fled. I fled the toilets. In hindsight, I should have bought underwear from the shopping centre. But no, I... don't identify yourself. <laughs> I left. I fled. Yeah, um, I left. I went back to the bus stop and the, the other bus was coming soon. And then that sensation came back. No! And I was like, I, I can't do it again. <laughs> we, we've lost all the safety nets you know the trampoline's gone now it's just the 50 foot drop um <laughs> and a few friends from work actually came out and they were waving at me and i just didn't make eye contact with them because <laughs> all of my sort of mental strength was being focused on this that was going on this battle um but no i made it home i didn't shit myself a second time <laughs> that day but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um months and months later so I'd, I'd started to tell people the story and i was like this you know this thing happened to me it was too funny to not tell people months later people were then coming to me and going oh i told my mum your story oh i told my second cousin twice removed your story <laughs> there are so many people that know it now I have to, from an outsider's perspective, I told everyone I told this story. <laughs> but I don't um, think I've heard this story before. No, this was, like brand no new which is amazing. Which is why I was like, this has to be the story that Ellen tells. Um, yeah, because, um, like, and there, there have been times where Ellen has gone on to meet, uh, like, colleagues of mine at the time. <laughs> And uh, I'd had to be like, yeah. By the way, they know everything. They know every stupid. <laughs> they know every stupid thing you've ever done because it's just it's too awful. good not to tell. And there was that when the first night you told any of our friend group what had happened. Um, this chap came into the. We were like, it was like a party, um, and we were told him the story, thinking we we didn't know who he was, thinking we'd never see him again. And he ended up going out with our mate for like several years. So long. <laughs> and he's and he's still like a friend now. And I think so, well, to timestamp this, when did this happen? What year? Um, oh good question. Uh twenty seventeen? And it's how is the shame feeling? Five years on. Well four years on. I've kind of I've sat in it now. I've seen the shame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> let it wash over me. Um, I can now laugh about it, but a few months after it happened, someone from work came over to me and said, and they, you know, someone I had told had told someone who had told someone who had told them this story. No, and they were like, "Did you, um, <laughs> did you shit yourself in the shopping centre across the road?" And I was like, "Why? Who's?" <laughs> Who's, who's told you these things? And this guy said, well, a friend of mine is a cleaner at <gasps> <the> shop. <laughs> and he was once cleaning the floor and caught someone's underwear. And once again, the shame hit me like a truck. <gasps> No! No real! No real! Oh my god, I'm getting sweaty. I'm it, getting so sweaty. <laughs> it came back in full circle to oh find me. Did you at least pass on your apologies via this, <laughs> this colleague? I did. Or did, you admi- or did you just deny, no, that was not me, that did not happen, I, no, that was not me? <laughs> I admitted it, and I, I did pass on my apologies. But I guess there's a chance that it, it could have happened to someone else. I no, don't know. Really. I mean, <laughs> to be honest no. with you, like, I don't, I've, I've never shit myself publicly. I've definitely, sh- I think everybody at some point or the other has done a danger fart and it not pan out mm. the right way, you mm. know, to, to varying levels. Uh, but usually that's, that's a private, you know, I, I've been, <laughs> I've been fortunate enough that if I've ever done a danger fart, I've only ever done it because I'm at home. You know, there's a slight level of comfort. Um, But I don't think, I mean, just to unpick your decision making Mm. here, I don't think I would take the pants off and then put them on the floor. Now, this is for two reasons. Number one, in the women's bathroom, you have the sanitary bin. So I would probably have put them on there to prevent anything like this. Mm-hmm. And number two, in public toilets, they're rarely flush to the floor. So I think I would be too concerned about somebody <laughs> potentially seeing them through the gap. Like, I might put them on the floor, but, like, right in between my feet. Do you so know what I mean? It's like they're, like, protected fair. in my no, feet. Well. Hindsight is twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, you I know? mean... I think it's, I'd have, I'd, they're stupider things. And if you're in a, a faff, I may have done the same it was, thing. It was just one of those... I mean, there were no mini bins uh, in yeah. the men's in this place. Um, so maybe I would have been saved if <laughs> if there were. But um, I, it, I was very much in a mindset of, I don't want these on my person anymore. <laughs> and I just need to put them aside to you deal with any well more situation that, that cleaner guy has gone back to somebody and said this has just happened <laughs> oh my god i saw this guy go into the toilets <laughs> oh, oh my god we need to watch the security cameras so i can no. show you him coming out <gasps> of the bathroom i hadn't even <coughs> thought about <laughs> wouldn't you do that though if you were if you were that cleaner wouldn't you do that you absolutely would I haven't even considered. Oh, I just picked up this guy's shitty boxer shorts. Everybody come see him when he comes out of the toilet. Oh no, (laughs) I hadn't even thought of it. You know, but you would. I mean, but having having worked in places that have CCTV, a hundred percent, I probably would. Yeah, unless there was like a shop, um, a shoplifter on the same day or something. Then maybe, (laughs) 
<laughs> so you can only hope that something worse happened that day, that no one had time to worry about your shit. I mean, but by the sounds of it, it's completely irrelevant because it believes that everybody within a 10-mile radius of you is aware of the story anyway. Oh, 10 miles is optimistic. There are <laughs> people in different counties, different <laughs> countries. I, I cannot... I cannot put a number on the number of times I've heard this story because I love hearing it every time. And like we've been in situations where um, we're on our way home um, from maybe a rehearsal or something. And as everybody is getting in their car to leave, somebody, (laughs) somebody goes like, oh, ha ha. It's like that time. And then someone will go, what? And it's like, we'll settle in for 20 minutes because now everyone (laughs) needs to hear this story. And uh, Ellen will go, no, please, no. <laughs> like, Is it like the late. staple story of your friendship group? It's just, I'm, it's just I'm sad to many... say yes. Yes, I think it is. Because you've got too, there's too many levels. I mean, it's awful enough anyway. And I saw it on your face today, Freud, like <laughs> the moment where... Oh, it's wonderful. Where... It's fucking wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> when the mop comes under the door, people universally go like, <laughs> So would you say, Ellen, and this might be too big a question to ask, but would you say that this is your most mortifying story? I I think yes. I think quite possibly. I mean, there are, as I said previously, there are many terrible things that have happened. Of course, to me. of course. But they, I think this is the only one that is so. It was just me. I was the originator. Yeah. I really progressed the plot. (laughs) (laughs) There have been, there are stories I know about you, Ellen, where it's like, um, oh my God, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Whereas this story is very much, this could have happened to anybody who was poorly. And um, And you panic and you seek refuge in the first toilet, you know, Mm -hmm. will be open. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't want to take light from you. Ellen, but also I feel like I may have a story that's more mortifying than that one. Ooh. Oh, God. Oh, I'm excited. Oh. Not, not necessarily publicly. Like it wasn't, it was in a private setting. Okay. But I made the error of telling somebody who, do you ever have that friend where you know that they're a gossip, but you forget every time you give them oh. gossip? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then I it's know. like, then it's We're... shame on you for being surprised every time they tell 100%. someone. 100%. Me and Ellen are probably thinking of the same person. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you still love them. It doesn't change anything. But it's just, you're more disappointed with yourself because you're like, why the fuck did I tell them? I, I know, know that they're going to go and tell everybody. should have known. should have known. And they did. Yeah. So it's actually, uh, we'll call her Mary. Like Magdalene, she's a whore. Um, <laughs> and she listens um so it's actually mary's favorite story to tell like she will tell everybody about this story and she fucking loves it so this was years ago i'm gonna say 2014 and the shame still burns within me like i'll lay in bed at night and i'll be like like oh you know like like i can't believe it it happened so i was with barry as mentioned in first episode. Um, oh, yes, the evil ex-Barry. For a very long time. But before he became completely evil, he actually got a life-threatening illness and was in a coma and was in hospital for a very long time. Oh, and God. this was at the sort of 
we just moved in together and he, he he caught the virus and he was in hospital for ages and said he was comatose and stuff. And then after about three weeks, he came home. And then after about three weeks, we started to become intimate again. You know, we had to give him time to recover, gather his strength, blah, 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 blah. And I'm going to say after about the second or third time, I was furious because it was like he had the stamina of a 14-year-old boy. Oh, no. Like, oh, I'm sorry, saying it was in and it was done. Oh, within, okay. Like, oh. there was literally no point in me being present for the exercise. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> okay. But oh, there would be effort put in beforehand, which is all the more frustrating. Because yeah. it's getting you to a position where you're king, you're ready, you're good to go. And then, you and he wasn't the type of person... And I've not actually really met that many men that are, and I mean, I have experienced ladies, um, but I've not really met that men that that many men that are particularly keen on when they finished, and you haven't putting in the work to complete the job. Sure. Yeah. Sure. You know, and it really was not his mo to finalise the details. Oh, really? It was like a bit ever? like I'm gonna roll off and start snoring straight away. I mean, it was doomed from the beginning, but it was one of those where you just you persist and you persist, and then you've invested too much time, money, and care, and you can't leave them. But anyway, <laughs> um, <clears throat> so on this one fateful evening, he got me in the mood, and we, you know, he got me in the mood. Then we're at the 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 pivotal. Things progress. Put the P in the V. P in the V. Shake it all up. P. Goes in the V for approximately 90 seconds. Okay. And then the P retracts from the V because the P has done its job. Recoils. God. Yeah. And I'm going to say Horrid. that was about the fourth or fifth time in a row that had happened. Okay. What were the intervals of time in between the instances? It could go from a couple of days to a week. He right. did not yeah. have a particularly high sex drive at all. He did not actually enjoy me physically. Um, so it was quite a task for him to actually have sex with me. But when he did, it wasn't always amazing. But I digress. Anyway. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> he, so I'm sort of laying there angry. But you know when it's one of those really justifiable but not justifiable angers? Yeah, it's like this is, the, this, this is a sensitive issue. I can't Yeah, like this is the this. fourth time it's happened in a fucking row. But you did nearly just die. But this is the fourth time it's happened in a fucking row. <laughs> but you did nearly just die. Like, can God I really criticise your sexual technique when you nearly died? Can Like, is that something you could do? So I thought I'd waited an appropriate time. I could start to hear the snores going. And I took myself off to the bathroom. Oh, at least you went to the bathroom. I went to the bathroom because I thought that would be the safe bet. It was not the safe fucking bet. Okay, so I'm... I hadn't quite reached my six-minute marker at this point. It was still taking me a little while to work out the rhythms. Um, And also, I thought I had time. I thought he was asleep. The door was closed. I had taken something in to aid a speedy release. So I'd shut the door to make sure that, you know, sound was muffled. And I thought I'd be quick and, you know, in and out in, a, in 10 minutes maximum. Um, I must have been in there three minutes. And the oh, door no. crashes open. Crashes? Like, crashes? Because he didn't know where I'd gone. Right. And apparently he'd been calling my name. But I was buzz buzzing in the bathroom <laughs> with the door closed. <laughs> <laughs> 
oh, and no. couldn't hear him call my name. So he's like, boom, in the door. So he catches me masturbating, right? Okay. Which is not, which is not great. But what makes it mortifying is the positioning I chose. Oh no. <laughs> Come on. What, what, what to complete position? the task. So I'm completely without clothing. Okay. I think that's, that's keen to establish. And I do not have what some people would call an ideal physique. Okay. I'm definitely a bit more to love. <laughs> and I decided that to, again, aid in speeding up the process, I would just make sure that everything was basically my leg was up on the bath. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so my legs up on the bath. And I'm hunched over, sort of like with my arm under my body, oh. whilst I'm up on the bath, creating this horrendous monkey-like posture, going at it on myself. In which, which, in which direction is the door? Let's do some function. Oh, I'm facing door. Okay, well, I mean, the alternative is Mooning Door, so... I don't think... I think Mooning Door might have been a bit better because at least then all he'd have seen was my bare bum and my hunched back. (laughs) But, like, this, he gets full view of me, like... Like, (laughs) trying to just finish the job off. Were you entirely balanced on your feet? So, yeah, I was was standing up. That's quite impressive. It is. (laughs) But I thought, like, let's, you know, I don't want to lay on the floor. It's cold. I'm going to... I'm going (laughs) to... One foot on the floor, one foot on the bath. Bish, bash, bosh. I thought I'd be done. I was not done. It took me a while. But even then, I got interrupted. So technically, that was the fifth fucking time he stopped me from having an (laughs) orgasm. (laughs) And the worst thing about it was, so obviously I told my friend Mary about this. Because I mean, I was... No, 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 don't move on. Yeah, we we need his response. Surely, after crashing the door open... That's difficult because was he angry? Because he's got no right to be angry, but I guess like he might be a bit upset. Okay, so I think a, a key thing to understand about Barry was Barry did not understand female sexuality very well. Okay. And he definitely didn't understand my sexuality insofar as I liked to have sex. I think that confused him. I don't think he quite got that. Okay. He was <laughs> He was also quite um I mean, the more I think back to him, hindsight again is twenty twenty. but the more I think back to him, the more I think, why the fuck was I with him for so much time? But um, he did not, he did not enjoy my past lives. Right. Um, like, he was very downward looking on them, to the point of slut shaming me oh. for the fact that I had an enjoyable youth and was free and single, whereas he got married at 23 and popped out a kid. Like, whereas I was just mm. off fucking everything that moved for about four years. <laughs> So see me. I never got an STD. What's wrong with it? Um, but I mean, it went terribly. He was the picture of offence. Not offence, offence. He was super offended that I would decide to masturbate after having sex with him. I mean, I get it. It's... I, I would also be sad if that was me, but it doesn't sound like he's the kind of person you could have a frank conversation with. Like, no, I couldn't say to him, I'm really sorry, babes. You tried to have sex full yeah. time and you've not made me come once. I'm going to need to go finish myself off. Otherwise, yeah. I'm going to be a dickhead for the rest of time. Like, or have the sensitivity to be like, my girlfriend definitely didn't finish. Could we just... Um, yeah. 
Or you do you do it the other end and you go, Joe, the last couple of times we've had sex, she's not finished. We're gonna put some time in beforehand and then I could do my two minute superhero impression and just bish bash off I come. Roll off, go to sleep. <laughs> but no, that didn't superhero impression. Well he just mean? he just used to just No, he just used to kinda of like plank it. Like, oh, oh is that, I don't want to, I don't want to, like, rinse him too much. But, He's not listening. Well, can... it was like, okay, so imagine you're doing oh. missionary, mm. but you've got absolutely zero rhythm or coordination. So you're just kind of like, it's a bit like Simon from the Inbetweeners. That's what I'm I was just, thinking of the fish. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of like his technique, just... There was like zero sort of like hip movement there. It was all just like, what can I move from my toes? Do you know what I mean? So anyway, no, so it did not go well. But I thought I would confide in my friend Mary because I personally was mortified. But what then made it even more mortifying was that about 20 of her closest friends and a handful of mine that we're mutual friends with were now aware of the fact that I was caught masturbating and that my boyfriend did not respond to it positively. And the positioning, because obviously I told her the positioning that I was in. (laughs) So I remember like going to a barbecue and she just being like, oh, you're going to tell them all about the time you got caught masturbating? I was like, oh, (gasps) fucking hell. No. What the hell? I wasn't going to, but now I guess I have to. Because you look a bit like a dick, don't you? If you don't, like if someone says, are you telling this story? And you're like, no. I I could attest that yes. Yeah, <laughs> you, you kind of just have way. to go. Oh, okay. If you want to, I mean, Ooh. I was never upset with her telling people. Like after the, sort of the shock of the first time of discovering that half of her phone list knew about the fact I'd been caught masturbating, I was fine with it. <laughs> it was just more a case of like, oh fuck, now I've got to tell more strangers about the situation, and they're like, so my boyfriend had just come out of hospital, and uh... <laughs> was this all happening while you were still with Barry? As in, like, the swapping stories of barbecues and stuff? Yes. So, But Barry also was not a social creature at all, so he no. never came to anything. So it was kind of fine. Fine. Um, I think he did come to something once, and he actually just kind of went along with the story and just sort of kind of continued to start shaming me publicly. Oh, but he he really wasn't a nice the, person. Because I don't think that... I think he comes out worse in that story. I know. <laughs> so because, much worse. Because the masturbating was required. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that is my most mortifying um, story, which I'm now telling everybody again. Um, <laughs> it really fucking helps. But I mean, I look back at it now and I absolutely... The amount of mortifying stories I have about my sex life with Barrier just because... We really weren't evenly matched sexually. So I have a very, very high sex drive and he just has none. So trying to bridge that gap between us was just impossible. Um, so there are many things that I attempted over the years that we were together to kind of spice things up and maybe get him engaged and not a single one of them worked or was received positively oh, at no. all. So, I mean, there's plenty of content on that particular time in my life. But yes, I would say my most mortifying story is being caught masturbating and the masturbation itself being so grotesque that all I can think of 
is that every time he looked at me afterwards, he could just see me monkey hunched over my own <laughs> vagina trying to fuck myself to completion. Monkey like, hunch. <laughs> well, because that was kind of like, do you know what I mean when I say like, because you're like sort of like, Oh, oh, I, I can picture it. Clear oh, yeah, I feel like I'm in that bathroom and I can see it. <laughs> I was there. I, I feel like there. I just kicked the door down. <laughs> there oh you go. God. So cheers to me. And to cheers Barry. To you. And to Barry. Cheers, cheers. to Mr. Cheers Barry. Cheers to Barry. <laughs> <laughs> oh mm. my god. I'm trying to think if I have a story that's been spread around like that because that's what's mortifying, isn't it? I've yeah. got a story. It's not the thing itself. I've got those. I mean, the like, thing um... itself is bad enough, but it's when everybody knows it and when I think you you find people that you didn't know know it and they're telling you your own story. It's kind of like, how do you fucking know? I'd always find as well that if you're in situations where the story gets brought up and you kind of show a little bit of reluctance to talk about it, someone else will go, oh, don't worry, I'll tell the story. Yeah, so you have to tell it yourself to control the narrative. Yeah, exactly. It'll be so much worse. (laughs) Do you know what, the only th- example I can think of, which is nowhere near as lo- as like heavy as the stories you guys are showing today, but an example of like, why the fuck did I tell you this? Yeah. And it's you, Ellen, as well. Uh, we were at uni, <laughs> and I, um, I had a really shitty laptop that always used to break. <laughs> the look of realisation is just <laughs> run across your face. And uh, I was, like, uh, wasting time in my uni room uh, watching Netflix on my laptop. And as it always did, it would it overheated and died. And I was too lazy to sit up and, like, sort out my laptop. So what I did is I brought the whole structure over my head. Um, and all I wanted to do was release the battery and then put it back in again. And it would restart the computer. Um and so I released the battery and it fell on my face. <laughs> And the sharp edge of it went like, like, did a huge cut across my cheek. And then in shock, I then dropped the rest of the laptop and it went, crashed into my face. So in real time, it went, ah, ow! (laughs) And then that night, we were going to watch a friend's play uh, on the university campus. And one of the first people I saw was you, Ellen. And, uh, And I was like... I think you probably saw the scratch on my face. And yeah. then, so I was like, I'll look. I'll tell you because it's funny, but you can't tell anyone else. And then I told you the story and you were like, mm-hmm. yeah, cool. Hey, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, sh- Ellen, are you the terrible secret keeper? Is this what we're uncovering? Not normally. I think you're definitely one of the people. And I think I'm one of these people as well. Hence the whole um, supermarket poo story. If somebody actually, <laughs> if someone entrusts me with an actual secret. Yeah. I, yeah. I can be relied upon. If it's just a silly story. <laughs> I'll generally be like, but it's funny, so that trumps the secrets. Yeah. <laughs> Which, oh, my microphone's just falling over. Don't what break it? it. Did you drop it on your face? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a I good one. I, I remember turning and just shrieking. <laughs> hey, everyone, come see what Sheldon's and... done. <laughs> yeah, I did have a moment this week of like, so if we want to talk about mortification... Fuck me, I reached a new level in the last couple of weeks. 
So last year, I sort of matched with a guy that I'd known before on one of the multiple dating apps. And we sort of had a back and forth and it never really turned into anything and whatever else. And it all got a bit like me being, you know, myself and was like, why don't you love me? Like, let me text you loads and you'll just continue to ignore me. And then eventually I have to like delete your number and put you in the archive type of thing because otherwise I'm just a danger to myself and others around me. In the dick archive. <laughs> Literally. I feel that in my soul. <laughs> yeah. But like the Good dick I never boy. had archive. Like, bye bye. <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. As you watch it being swiped across. Anyway. I saw him a few weeks ago and I was on my usual lunchtime walk outside of a business property that was being renovated. And I was on the phone to a friend at the time because we were doing this stupid miles for mind thing for work. So we were like, let's do a walk together in different locations, but on the phone. I was like, I fucking hate you, but okay. Um, I also really like her, so I don't, I don't hate her, but just the fact that anybody wants to tie exercising with a social activity could just go get in the bin. Go <laughs> Absolutely, grim, grim. And um, anyway, so I spotted him and I was like, oh, I think that's blah, blah, blah. And so... Is that is that his B name? Yeah, blah, blah, blah. But actually, I'd not, I'd not um, slept with him, so he doesn't deserve a blah, 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 but fuck it, he's going to be blah, blah, blah. So, um, and then the next day I went on the same walk and I actually bumped into him and was like saying, sort of like said, oh, hello, how are you doing? And he, we sort of had a chat. He was like, oh, do you want to come in and see what I'm doing? She was in the place on his own and we kept the obligatory two metre distance and whatever else. Now, what happened now was drama. It was, you know, when you can feel it in your soul that dread, dread is leaking in. <laughs> so we're sort of like chatting. I ended up being there for about 45 minutes. It was ridiculous. I mean, on first date terms, it was one of the best I've ever had, um, really. <laughs> um, but I spotted really early on that the zipper on his fly was sticking out. So, like, you know the zipper bit on your fly, like, it hadn't folded back down. It was sticking right out. Because when you're talking to someone, you're never looking at them the entire time. You're kind of, like, looking around them because he was doing work in this place. Was like, you're so, always looking at the dick. Yes. <laughs> so, sort of, like, looking around. And I'd noticed that his his zipper was out. You know, when you look at something, you're like, oh, fuck. No, no, no. And I, I'm going to say I must have looked at it. 20 or 30 times after that and I just kind of thought okay well you passed that off really well no one noticed it it's absolutely fine the following day I get a text message from blah 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 saying I meant to ask you a question and I completely forgot to and I was like oh, okay sure like go ahead whatever it is but he's also terrible with his phone so it took a further 72 hours for me to finally get the question that's a wasn't even long, a question. That's a long it was time. A statement which said, I noticed you looking a lot at my penis when we saw each other. I just no! It's like if you want to see it next time, just ask. I'm not a piece of meat. And I literally sat in my living room, like rocking and screaming. Like even now, it's making me go sweaty again. I was like, this is not happening to me. This is not the reality of something. I mean, I have receipts. I will happily. Show I believe you. you. I'm sorry. I'm speechless. <laughs> it was just. 
the brazenness to text you. But you, you know that. when you actually, you know when you kind of make that involuntary like <laughs> noise when you're looking at something, you're like no 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 no. But you go but... into all of your chins and you just you just wanna, <laughs> you just want to absorb yourself back I into mean, yourself. That sounds good. That sounds like a flirt. Like yeah, come and see. Oh my no, genitals. it was a flirt, but also. How you would he it would was, clocks out. It was an aggressive flirt. It was well, just you like you've been think, aggressively looking at his dick for forty five minutes. Because when he was like, "Oh, I want to ask you a question," I was like, "Oh yeah, damn, he's gonna ask me out. Like he wants to see me." Blah 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 blah. And I like really sucked myself up to it. He's like, "I noticed you were looking at my dick a lot." I'm like, "No, <laughs> no." <laughs> No, you didn't see me looking at your penis. I wasn't. It wasn't me. It was did you? Me. Did you text back? Yeah, I text back. I was what like, did you say? I was like, oh my god, did I? Oh, that's so embarrassing. Like, I'm really embarrassed. What, what did you just say? Like, what yeah. did you just say? Why don't you just tell the truth? Like, yeah, I'm sorry, I did. You had your fly thing was undone, and, and, and because I, I wasn't thinking rationally, I was thinking, <laughs> let's not make this guy believe I'm a pervert. Like, he's got plenty of time to learn that. Let's not learn that before he actually gets, a, you know, you, to know me a bit better. You had 72 hours to reply. <laughs> you could have. I know, but it was one of those where you know when you're just like. You know, you can almost feel yourself like you get the yips on, like you can feel like you're about to vomit. Like, oh my god, no, that oh. didn't happen. No, that didn't happen. <laughs> oh my god, no, that didn't happen. Oh, it was my horrifying. God. And what was so horrifying was as well. I was really fucking smug after. I was like, got away with that. Didn't notice that at all, did he? Did a bit of dick watching. No one yeah. saw. Didn't even spot it. Boom, boom, boom. Say oh, cash. Caught me out on it straight a fucking way. Well, I mean, 72 hours later, but, you know, <laughs> um, when he could be bothered to text me. Um, yeah, it was it was horrifying because it's really odd, isn't it? Like, you know, when you just sort of have a point of time where you go, God, have I just sexually harassed another human being? <laughs> Am I? And the fact that he's a builder and I went onto the building site and I was the one sexually harassing him. Thought, how dare I not play up to stereotypes here? Harass me a bit, please. No, I mean, don't harass me. No, I don't want that. I don't, I don't want to be harassed. You were giving the builders a taste of their own medicine. Oh, my God. Honestly, it was it was one of the worst experiences I've had in a while. I mean, there's not really a whole lot going on right that now. That so sounds great. I, for me, that's like... That's an excellent introduction. What a great story to tell your grandkids. Oh, like, no. No, I disagree. No. I feel that that's, that's horrifying. No, I am with you. That mm. I would be... I would either message back saying the, about the fly or just never message back again. I would no, I just phone. went with the, oh, my God, that's so embarrassing. Ha, ha, ha. Oh. I'm so sorry. I didn't want to objectify you. Ha ha ha, still please like me, I'm single and there's nothing going on. Ha, so ha, what, has, ha. what has happened since? Oh yeah, are you so going to meet up? He did go round to my friend's um, house at the weekend. I gave them his number because he's a tradesman. He's Trading. got a tool belt. <laughs> Seen his hammer. Um, I haven't. I haven't. Yeah, I mean, there's no point making innuendos now. You spent 45 minutes looking at his penis. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's got a hammer. It's like, no, I've... <laughs> I looked at his anatomical genitals <laughs> yeah. through for quite some so, time. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he went round to my friends this week to do some, uh, quote him out for some work they want to do. And oh, like, yeah. 
And no, because the thing is, is I know that they scheduled it for the day that I always go there for dinner. Like, I haven't necessarily called them out on it. Like, I haven't said, did you do this on purpose? I'm just hoping it was a coincidence and that we're going to work. Because bless them, they were really good. And they were like, we've got blah, blah, blah coming around tomorrow at 6pm. You might want to stagger your arrival times. I'm like, hell yes, I want to swerve that because I don't know if I'm going to be able to not look at his dick again. So <laughs> let's just make sure I'm fit for fucking company. And um, so, yeah, so I kind of like went over. He left. My friends messaged me and was like, coast is clear. So I literally, literally the coast is clear. I'm already sat there in my shoes, like just waiting for them to text me. Like, you can come over now. Um and I went over and um, I we were in there and we were really adult for about 15 minutes. Oh. Like when no one mentions it. <laughs> yeah, like all we of really you are thinking about it, but minutes. you just go on about the weather. Yeah, yeah. You're like, how's work been for you? And like, <laughs> have you got any quotes for your garden work that you want to get done? Like really adult sort of, you know, normal stuff. And then blah, blah, blah was over earlier. <laughs> And it just made me regress to like primary school. You know, you're like blushing. And you're like, so what did you think of him? And they were both of them just kept repeating like intermittently. He was really kind. He was really kind. <laughs> he was so oh. kind. He was really kind. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? And then Bev came out with the best description of anyone I've ever heard. She's like, he was really rustic. <laughs> Rustic in my mind is either attractive farmer, kind of carrying yeah. bales of mm. hay, kind of thing. With his shirt off and oiled. Yes, oh, yes. Yeah. Oiled yeah, basic- or rustic is, is a barn that the roof is caved in. And there's yeah. some mould and wood yeah. rot. Yeah. yeah. In in person valleys, I'd say like like a typical hillbilly who's missing a few teeth. No, so I realise I've really I've really bogarted most of today, and I do apologise, but um, not at all. It's I just all keep good. remember how, you've just all you've done, Elend, is is inspire <laughs> me to remember how mortifying my own life is. Thank you very much for listening to Misery Loves Company. If you have a tragic story of your own, and we'd love to hear from you, you could be a guest on the show, or if that's not your cup of tea, you could write in and we'd read it out for you. Of course, everything's kept totally anonymous. Uh, don't deprive the world of your cringe uh, you can email us at miserypodcast at gmail.com and I will say if you are enjoying this do feel free to leave us uh, a review and a star rating on iTunes if yeah iTunes... thanks mum even though I know you don't listen <laughs> our intro music is Zombie Funk by Steve Poloni also my mother doesn't know this happens so um, but anyway and if you perverts want to follow us you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at miserylovescast we've been Chardon and Freud and Ellen, the first time. Thank you, Ellen. Thank, Thank you, Ellen. Please join us all again in a fortnight. You bring the company, and as you can tell, we will bring the misery. Oh.